0: welcome to Bite Size Mindfulness Podcast. I'm your host, Linda Quijano, and this is a series filled with conscious discussions around living life more mindfully, delivered to you in easy to digest bites. I'm so very thankful to have you here joining me today. So let's get started. Hello, and welcome back to Bite Size Mindfulness Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in today, and I know I have a few loyal listeners, and so I want to say a big thank you for tuning in each and every week. It means so much to me. I really enjoy creating this content for you, so thank you for tuning in. And if you are new here, then all welcome. Today I am going to be discussing using healthy coping mechanisms when dealing with challenges. Now I know when I read something like that out, the first thing that comes to our mind is COVID, but what I really want to discuss is the ripple effect of that. Maybe it's not even COVID related. Maybe it's something to do with health or your relationships or your friendships and family. We deal with challenges every single day um, and these were happening well and truly before COVID. So I want to discuss things outside of that realm because I know that discussing COVID and lockdowns right now is just, you know, adding to that cycle that we're already seeing. But me, I do want to share a little challenge that I have had and it is because of COVID, I suppose, Um, it is that, and if you're new here, you might not know this, but my accent might give this away. I'm Australian. I'm from Melbourne, but I am currently living in Colorado, America. So I'm in the US, very far away from home, and I have experienced really big, big emotions over the last 12 months, way more than I did last year. I think that once I really realized what was happening and all the visa stuff that I've had to do since realizing has been just... there's no words. It's been, you know, each day has been a unique experience that I might not have ever gone through. But I think the underlying feeling that I've felt is perhaps loneliness. And I think that so many people think that loneliness comes when you're alone, when that's not necessarily the case. For me, it's been, you know, I've got a loving, loving partner. I've got his family around. I've got friends that if I need to, I can reach out to. And that's on top of all the amazing people that I have at home. So I am by no means alone, but I have felt really intense loneliness while being here. And I think that at one point I just needed to just rip everything apart and say, what am I doing wrong? I need to really reevaluate the ways that I cope with stress, cope with different situations and cope with challenges. And I've developed healthy coping mechanisms to help me go through everything that i'm experiencing and i can safely say that this is the happiest and healthiest and most content that i have felt all year i come to the mic feeling really rejuvenated and energized and i'm in a really healthy spot um and i hope that All these tips and ideas and coping mechanisms that I'm about to share with you can give you even just a slither of this because I seriously want all the best for you as my listeners, as my community. I just want everything that I'm experiencing for you to have that too. And please don't forget, while I'm on this topic of feeling uncomfortable Please don't forget that stress is a really natural human response. If you are feeling stressed and tired and fatigued, you know, that is so normal. Stress is meant to be a trigger for fight or flight response, which is responsible for keeping us humans alert against danger. And that's how it has been. And historically, it's been there to keep us alive. Although in our modern day lives, the lives that we're living now, these stresses aren't just physical. They don't just come out in us in a physical way. They are emotional too. And it seems to me that these turbulent times that we're experiencing, our stresses are exacerbated. And after a while, these stresses start to take a real toll on our bodies and immune systems. Which is why is it, it is so important to use healthy coping mechanisms to cope with challenges as they arise. Now, like I've said, I've had my own stresses this year. I'm away from home. I'm away from all my creature comforts. And yes, I have that here. I do. But it's not the same. And I have dealt with my own stresses since being in the US. But what really helped was having some You know, healthy coping mechanisms, some comforting practices that help me manage this time of uncertainty. And I invite you to jump on board and join me. You know, invest your time in practices that are uplifting, practices that, when you finish, leave you feeling positive and energized. Practices that make you feel unhealthy will leave you feeling depleted. You know, for me, a really big one is how I eat. How I eat is so important for me, if I'm eating a really well-balanced diet that is nutritious, I'm more likely to bounce up and do a workout, I'm more likely to check my runners on and go for a walk, I'm more likely to have energy to get through the day. And you'll know the difference if something is depleting you or if something is leaving you energized and I am about to share with you a bunch of healthy coping mechanisms that I've been focusing on, and I invite you to also. So number one is what I've just been discussing. Focus on what you are eating. So try to ensure that you are fueling your body with nourishing and wholesome plant-based foods. Now, I say that because I'm vegan plant-based as well, so I'm obviously going to include that, but just eat how you eat so eat intuitively eat what diet you currently feel your best on and make sure that you are including lots of fruits and vegetables and all the colors of the rainbow it makes such a difference to your physical and mental health take the time to prepare delicious food at home i know it's especially in winter we're we're not in winter yet but we're going into those kind of cooler months it is so much more tempting to be like, oh, I just want to get something warm like Indian and have it at home, which is so fine. But I also find so much joy in cooking at home, like trying different recipes, using different ex- ingredients, perhaps jumping online and searching something you've never made before and having fun in the kitchen. Cooking is meant to be fun. Make food You know, it doesn't have to be your rice, veg and meat. It can be something completely different, like fun summer salads. If you are after ideas, I just like to jump on Pinterest. There's so many amazing cookbooks out there, but definitely give it a go. Go on Instagram, type up, you know, recipes, type in just vegetables that you like cooking with or something that you have in the fridge. Type it in and see what pops up. My second thing is make a playlist of your favorite music. Oh, my goodness. This is number one, I think, for me, if I'm having a down day. I chuck on music and I just let it absolutely throw, flow through my body. I'm getting a bit tongue-tied there. I let it absolutely flow through my body and just get kind of electrified i suppose you could say i shake it all out and i sometimes even air kick into the air just to get all my frustrations all that negative energy out and really energize myself music is naturally relaxing as well so if you want to you know set the tone invite music in that's going to lift your vibration if you're about to what put on some really nice soulful music that's going to settle your mind settle any nerves and really help you concentrate if you're trying to get energized put on music that will suit that if you're trying to have fun with the kids do that if you're cooking at the end of the night put something that will unwind you i have music on basically 24 7 uh it's yeah, it's one of my things that will always lift my mood. And I really, really highly recommend jumping on. I use Spotify and I have dozens of playlists. I make playlists for absolutely anything. If I'm going on a road trip, a camping trip, if I go to the gym, um, ones that I listen to on my walks, I have cooking ones, I have workout ones, Oh, so many playlists for so many different times. I even have... A playlist for when I journal and I have that available for you I have a road trip one available for you and I have I think a summer one there's a few that I've made public so definitely go check out my Spotify if you'd like any new music it's Linda Kihano on Spotify and you can find all my playlists but making playlist of your favorite songs chuck it on and have a little boogie i highly recommend it and yeah if you're in some need of some inspiration go check out my spotify number three use this time to take a break from caffeine or alcohol so I have gone through, I'm not gonna lie, I'm a bit of a cafe, coffee addict, and I have gone through bouts of when I don't drink coffee, but it is part of my morning ritual and my morning routine, and I just truly love coffee. But I am currently going um, through a break of no alcohol, and I can safely say that it has done the biggest. Biggest change in my anxiety and nerves, and it's also improving my skin and health and gut issues. But as far as my mental health goes, I can—I've already noticed such a big difference with no alcohol, and it's only been—I think it's been probably about three weeks, coming on to about a month. Actually, yeah, this weekend it will be a month. So, I highly recommend giving that a go if that's something that you're interested in. It is testing. Obviously, coffee is one of those morning rituals that we all have. Um, so, yeah, getting up in the morning and not having that, it can be testing. So I've decided to give up alcohol and I'm finding that really beneficial. You might want to give up coffee and still have alcohol or you might want to give up both. But I do highly recommend it. It does help with definitely lowering that nervous um You know, you're regulating your nervous system. It definitely helps lower any anxiety and it can be really, really good for your overall health. So I definitely recommend that one. Number four, get out in nature and move your body. Yeah, girl. Well, yeah. So this one's huge for me. I'm so big about getting out of nature if you follow me on instagram you already know this i'm so fortunate to live in colorado we've got the mountains on our doorsteps and i'm always doing hikes i think i do at least one or two a week and it truly does just Oh, it does so much for my mental health. I think that we can take so much from nature and being outdoors really is just such an amazing coping mechanism. It's probably my number one coping mechanism, just getting outside. I'm also really fortunate and I say fortunate because I know this isn't accessible for everyone, but I live really close to a lake. And so I am currently trying to get my 10,000 steps Every single day, sometimes I do fall short. I think I fell short more over summer. Um, you know, some days I'm like 25,000 and other days I'm like 4,000. So currently I'm trying to change that. I'm trying to do consistently 10,000. And then obviously when I do hikes, it's way more, but consistently I'm trying to do 10,000 steps outside. And that's on top of going to the gym. I'm a really active person, but getting out in nature and doing those 10,000 steps is a really amazing thing that you might want to take on as well. So I'm sharing that with you. Maybe you might want to do that as well. Maybe you might just want to take the dog for a walk every morning. You might want to take a yoga mat and do some stretching outside if that's available for you. But it really energizes me like nothing else being outside. And maybe at the end of it, you might want to take off your shoes and connect with the ground and the, the grass beneath. You or whatever you find, you know, near you. You might, if you're at the beach, you might want to take your shoes off and walk on the sand, put your feet in the water, whatever it is. Get out in nature and move your body every single day, it helps. I promise you. Number five, prioritize your sleep now. This one isn't really huge for me, but I know it's a huge one for so many people, especially my partner. He has struggled with sleep in the past. He isn't right now, and I think that that has played such a big part on his mental health. So I'm deciding to include this one, but sleep has always been quite a good thing for me. I sleep quite well. So getting enough sleep and ensuring it is high quality sleep is vital for managing your stress levels when you're lacking sleep and your body creates that stress hormone that keeps you alert and which is simultaneously suppresses your immune system so have you ever felt that when you're lacking sleep, your emotions are heightened? You're more likely to cry. You're more likely to snap. You're more likely to ha- find something more irritable. You're more likely to reach for the creature comforts like snacks. And you're more likely to sack like a walk off with a friend or a gym workout. And this leaves you far less likely to cope well and you're also neglecting the other things that help you cope well so making sleep a priority will have a ripple effect on so many other things in your life uh, and create it into your routine that works for you and stick to it maybe maybe have a set time that you go to bed every night I tend to have that i tend to go to bed a similar time every night and then i i fall asleep at a similar time every night now i currently i might share this with you as well i'm currently trying to read at night this is helping my sleep so like i mentioned at the start of this i don't really have a problem with my sleep i fall asleep really really well and i wake up feeling quite good but i am trying to not watch anything so we like I as a person don't really watch an overly large amount of stuff, but I tend to do it at night when I'm in bed and I'm trying to cut that habit out and trying to read more. So I just brought a really nice book. I leave it on my bedside table and I light a candle and I'm trying to read at night. So that might be something you might want to try as well, because it does help me drift off to sleep more peacefully. I'll also pop uh, meditation on and that also helps me. But yeah, going to bed and waking up at the same time really really helps and just prioritize your sleep sleep is your superpower during times of challenges and it can really really help all the other things that you're trying to achieve throughout your day number six use your support team like i said at the start i have a really lovely support network here i have a really an amazing support network back home And I reach out to my friends and family back home on the regular. I am constantly reaching out to people and it reminds me that I'm not alone. Even though I was feeling incredibly lonely at times, being able to flick a message to someone and be like, hey, what's going on? And, you know, unfortunately, most of the time people didn't know exactly how I was feeling. I'm sure a lot of them could guess, but it was just a nice, It was just such a nice feeling having someone reply and be like love you miss you you know checking in and it made me feel like i wasn't alone and that i was able to maintain you know that form of social interaction even when it is so far away and i'm so lucky i have people here as well plus there are so many fun ways to connect with people if you are in lockdown if you're overseas and your family is abroad There are so many amazing ways. There's FaceTime, Skype, you know, there's Zoom. And you might even want to do something like reading the same book so you have something to share so that you feel connected in that way. You might want to cook or have a wine night together. There's so many different ways that you can still stay connected with people if you're not able to see each other in person. So I definitely say use your support team reach out and if you're feeling particularly low, then definitely reach out for other support networks. Um, There are so many, so many amazing resources and avenues like therapy and helplines out there if you do need that as well. Curate your mental chatter is number seven. So what you're seeing definitely makes such a difference. If you're waking up and the first thing that you see is news headlines, then of course that is going to have such a big impact on the rest of your day and what the environment is in your mind. So what I like to do in the morning is I wake up, I give my partner a kiss and cuddle, I give my dog a kiss and cuddle, I get up, I pop the kettle on and I start to read my book, I do some stretches. I definitely am not jumping on my phone first thing anymore. I, you know, I like to fill my social media now with positive inspiring pages and I've been taking way more time away from social media. So, I'm trying to create mental chatter that is positive. I'm not constantly looking to all the things that are happening. I'm trying to be I guess I'm trying to just include a healthy dose of things. So I'm, I don't want to be naive by any means. I definitely want to be remain informed, but I don't want to be overwhelmed. I am choosing and I'm being decisive in what I'm seeing. And I think that that is something that we all really need to learn to do a little bit better. I think that especially during the last... 18 months, my goodness, there has been so much going on in the world. And if you let it consume you, it will take over. And I think that being able to switch off and say, I know what I need to know and take a step away is not being naive. It's not weak or, you know, uninformed. It's just saying, hey, I need to prioritize my mental health right now. I will come back to this when I'm feeling maybe a bit stronger. And lucky last number eight, develop a daily journaling or gratitude practice. Now I'm including this one last because it is one that I'm currently reintroducing into my practice. So journaling for me has always been something that I do for a while. And then I, unfortunately I let it fall to the wayside, but recently I have reintroduced it and I am already feeling the wonderful benefits so I wanted to include this in here today because did you know that a gratitude journal and practicing gratitude is the highest vibrational emotion that you can have a daily gratitude practice can actually increase the frequency you vibrate at helping you call in other high high vibing things into your life so I want to leave you with a journaling practice that you might want to do today or at your next convenience. But I want you to write at the top of a page, what's one thing you can do now to end 2021 on a high? Think to yourself and journal your answer. So what's one thing you can do now to end 2021 on a high? I invite you to get a pen and paper. You can visit my Spotify playlist and listen to some beautiful music, light a candle and journal what you want to invite in to finish this year with. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I am so appreciative of you. Remember, when you're developing your healthy coping mechanisms, don't forget to choose things that resonate with you. Everyone is so, so different. What works for me might not work for you. So it is up to you only to create a path that is fulfilling and energizing and full of the things that you absolutely love. Take a big glass of water, drink it all up, move your body, message friends you love, journal, eliminate that annoying mental chatter, and be kind to yourself. Thank you so much for being here. If you would like to reach out and let me know how you're going, you can find me over on Instagram at linda kihano. Don't forget to rate and review this podcast as it helps me find more ears that can listen to this content and it helps me grow my podcast. So I really appreciate anyone that does rate and review and I hope you continue to have an amazing day and a really restful sleep tonight. Thank you so much for being here, lovelies. I am your host, Linda Kihana, and you have been listening to Bite Size Mindfulness Podcast. Bye for now.